Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Travis back with another episode of the Rep by Rep Strength Podcast. So tonight, I am out with my dog right now on a little walk. I just needed to get out of the house for a little while and get her some exercise. So you may hear some things in the background. I'm usually not going to do multiple takes of these these podcasts. It's just kind of a one-shot. Hope I get it. And whatever errors come up, come up. So... Anyway, hopefully there's not anything too crazy going on when we're out for this walk right now. But um, what I want to talk about tonight is how I think a lot of people get hung up on waiting for the perfect time or waiting for everything to be lined up just so before they could start a training program. And I think this is a huge mistake because things are going to rarely, if ever, line up just right. What's going to happen is different things along the way, you know, in in life are going to disrupt your plan. So it's just a matter of continuing to execute as best you can, even with the disruptions. So as an example, this past week, you know, my daughter, my youngest daughter woke up in the middle of the night, Wednesday night, just sat right up and threw up everywhere. It's like, all right, this is awesome. So my sleep is disrupted. My wife and I decided I was going to stay home, uh, you know, Wednesday with her and uh, make sure she was okay. So, you know, I stayed home Wednesday with her and then I stayed home again Thursday And then just to polish off the week, I was like, well, I'll just keep her at home Friday as well. So I stayed home with my youngest daughter Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, um, you know, it was just the the one instance in the middle of the night. And uh, fortunately, she's not seriously sick or anything like that. It was just, you know, daycare rules. And I might as well take a a couple days off and get some little side projects done anyway. Well, she, uh, the thing she did do was she napped a ton. So whatever it was, she, she fought it off. So that's good. But the thing with, with training is I was still able to get three training sessions in within a week. So I was able to get in two moderately heavy days that were, you know, less than 45 minute, uh, training sessions. And then I got in one day that was just kind of mindless, high volume. So went up to the rec center on Friday night and just blasted some music and just cranked out a ton of reps. So that was all I did, you know, and right now I definitely wouldn't call this any kind of training session. This is just literally walking the dog. So just trying to get in, you know, I, I did a sauna earlier today and a little bit of a light swim. And now I'm just out walking her, just trying to get the movement, making up for movement that I didn't get earlier in my week. So anyway, that was that, you know, and that's the way it goes sometimes is your your nice little training plan you have laid out gets disrupted due to life. But the thing is, stay the course, don't get pissed off when things don't work out. And, you know, if you have to take a couple days off, take a couple days off. And then just pick up right where you left off. This is one of the reasons why 
when it comes to, you know, deloads for the everyday person. I don't, very rarely are planned deloads for just the average Joe going to be necessary because you're going to have disruptions from life like this that happen. So rather than worry about planning all those deloads, and they definitely have their place, we're just going to go ahead and say, you know, we're going to work, we're going to get our work in for as long as we can. And if you have a sick day, you have to stay home with your kids, you got to run some errands, whatever, you take a week vacation. It's not really too big of a deal because you've trained for as long as possible. And then when life happens, there you go. That's going to kind of be your deload, so to speak. That's just one way of, of looking at it. But, um, you know, the big thing is staying the course. So this is something I was talking about uh, in my newsletter this week, is that if you, if you stick with the 90% rule, you're probably going to be just fine. So what I mean by that is when it comes to nutrition, if you adhere to, let's say you eat 21 meals a week, if you adhere to 90% of those meals within your calorie range and your macronutrient range, for the, for the most part, you're probably going to be just fine. So basically 19 out of those 21 have to be pretty decent. Now for the other two, that just means, you know, don't go overboard. Don't ruin your whole week with two meals by going completely nuts on the Taco Bell menu or whatever. But, you know, you could easily work it in where you have some extra, like a couple extra hundred calories if you're not concerned about fat loss, but if we're just fo focused more on general health there. And the same thing goes for exercise. If you are getting movement, some sort of activity, 328 days a year, which again is 90%, and you're varying those types of training sessions. So, for example, if you're lifting two to three days a week, you're getting some low-intensity steady-state cardio in there, and maybe you do some decently high intervals one day a week. If you mix all that up and you do that within a week, you're going to be healthier than 95% of the American population. Because if you look at the quote-unquote average American and you look at their health snapshot, their health profile is, is terrible. So if you just do those two things, if you focus on your nutrition, getting it right 90% per week, and then you focus on your exercise, getting it right 90% of the year, you're going to be solid. So... Is it going to be perfect? No, but it's going to be a damn good place to start. So with this comes um, basically understanding that it's a long play. It's a long game, and there is some delayed, delayed gratification that's going to, going to take place. That's an important concept there, is you're going to see some results along the way, but you have to love the process and understand the process and understand that there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. So, for example, I'll often give people ranges when they head into the weight room. 
I'll say, here, let's do three to five sets or four to six sets, something along those lines. And for what I use for, for measuring and assessing volume, I'll just use a vertical jump. So if someone comes in and sets a record on their vertical jump prior to the training session, we're probably gonna do more sets with fewer reps and push the intensity a little bit more if, if what we're chasing is strength. But if that same person comes in and they have a 10% or more drop off of their vertical jump, we're gonna decrease the number of sets they're gonna do. We'll increase the number of reps so that we're gonna decrease the intensity. I hate to say it, but we'll just kind of go through the motions and practice the movement there and you know, call it a day. We'll probably cut out quite a bit of supplementary work and accessory work. But that's, that's the way we'll, we'll kind of take care of, of volume. So just so you have some sort of plan in place of antici- in anticipation of the high days and low days. So that sequence that I do works just fine for the population I work with. We can do that every day. So if you don't have access to a vertical jump mat, maybe look at resting heart rate. That's a very good metric to look at. So for example, if you're recording your heart rate, your resting heart rate every morning, as an example, and you notice that your resting heart rate is up 15 to 20 beats three days in a row, it's probably time to dial some things back a little bit. Still go in the weight room, still get your cardio in, still do whatever it is you need to do. Just decrease the volume a little bit. Decrease the intensity. Whereas if you notice, okay, my heart rate's getting knocked down 15 to 20 20 beats a minute, that's great. But that probably tells me that I could train a little bit harder. I could get after it a little bit more. Just so you're using something to monitor your fatigue. So on the days where you're feeling great, in a spectacular mood, you're not stressed out, you slept great, your food's been on point, all of that stuff, hell yeah, take advantage of it. But on the days where you are just not feeling so hot, maybe you're stressed due to work, you didn't sleep well, whatever else is going on, dial it back. Not a big deal. Understand the long game and understand you know, what one training session looks like in the grand scheme. So hope those are some helpful tips there. So if you have questions about anything, please let me know. If you'd like to hear some more of my thoughts about training, you can log in, or excuse me, you can uh, opt into my newsletter, travisbarrett.com backslash newsletter. All right, have a good night.